and welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie. And I'm not by myself this time. I've got my buddy, my first co-host to come on the show. And I couldn't think of anybody better than Mr. Brian Sammons, the writer, the author, the auteur, the horror master himself. Brian Sammons from uh, Horror in the House of Sammons, a great podcast you need to check out. Probably before you need to watch this one. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, thanks for inviting me. Uh, uh, I love talking about this movie, and I love podcasting with you. So, Well, hey, man, can't get any better than that. So this movie is criminally underrated. It, it, it's such a great, great movie. So I didn't even do this while I go, but what's not to like, right? You got Daniel Bannon involved also you know the team that worked together on alien yes working on this you got stan winston's effects now this is not stan winston's workshop this is stan winston oh yeah so you know what you're getting there and i have to say melody anderson you know me yeah that was one of those <laughs> things where I was, as soon as it started i'm like oh yeah her <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that's what i said too oh yeah her <laughs> Also, for the horror fans out there, keep your eyes open for Robert England. Absolutely. Yeah. He doesn't have a huge part, but it's not just a cameo. But it's kind of where he kind of hovered at this point yeah. in movies, right? So Yeah, before the Freddy thing took him off, this is just kind of what he did. Yeah. Yeah, just little bit parts. and uh, But yeah, this movie, like I said, criminally underrated. It feels like an episode of maybe Twilight Zone. A big dash of Night Gallery for me in there. I'm, I'm a, oh, yeah. I don't know. Did you grow up a Night Gallery fan? Oh, yeah. I love that show. Oh, me Even too. the not very good episodes, because there were a few, but they were still True. something about them. Right. They're worth and watching just for uh, his opening alone. Absolutely. Where he's in the gallery. And the artwork, man. Those yeah. things were creepy. How about that? The, the opening with the faces and all that stuff, yeah. too? Yeah. Creepy. <laughs> All right. Speaking of creepy, this movie starts off with this guy out taking pictures. It were basically it looks like we're in Maine, somewhere like that, very Harvard Town kind of place. And dude's out here taking pictures of nature. And then this hot blonde shows up. And is like, hey, how about you take some pictures of this? And he starts shooting. And she gets a little more risque as we go along. Next thing you know, she's Drop the top off, and she's like, hey, do you want me? And he's like, right here, right now? <laughs> like I said, porn movies start off this way, mm -hmm. but so do horror movies. <laughs> Needless to say, he gets bamboozled by the boobs, and then next thing you know, he's getting hit on the head by about five or six guys from town. The whole town shows up. It's like Mayberry with rabies <laughs> oh yeah i like how you don't know what's going on you expect yeah. a horror movie there's going to be a guy killing people or something or maybe a monster you don't expect the whole town to show up and just start yeah. murdering people and it's so vicious too man very very brutal like i said stan winston doing the effects here and they basically just whip this dude with a tire iron and some shovels. They strap him to a post, wrap a fishing net around the guy, and then pour gasoline on him. Then this other lady walks up 
and just lights a match and sets him on fire, and they're videotaping the whole thing. Well, yeah, I don't say I don't say videotaping; they're filming the whole thing because they don't have a video recorder. It's a camera. Oh yeah, <laughs> and there's multiple people with cameras, so yeah. It's like, I don't know, an event for them. And they all seem to be relatively happy. Uh, yeah. People in the crowd smiling. Um, the guy who pours the gasoline all over our soon-to-be burnt dude is like, hey, welcome to Potter's Bluff. And, oh, you yeah. know, it's just yeah. very, they seem like normal, happy people, and yet they're burning somebody alive. Yeah, and, and like you said, just proud to do it so oh yeah you know so next next time you're driving through and you think about man cities are dangerous i don't know man there's a reason these small towns don't grow <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and if this is the reason why then you might want to stay away from them <laughs> the the coroner comes to pick up the body and the body's in a car all of a sudden no they're doing it to make it look like an accident it's their attempt to try to hide the fact he was burnt I had a stake, so they throw yeah. him in the car, and it's like, oops, accident. And the strange thing and horrible thing for the guy is he's still alive. Yeah. Uh, they didn't they didn't finish the job. Yeah. So, yeah, he's corner, a crispy critter. and Yeah, corner reaches in, man, and just goes, Rawr! it's a great jump scare, <laughs> man. It's it's great but yeah the next morning the sheriff is going to the to the the little diner and everybody's kind of talking about what happened and while he's sitting there he's sitting with robert england and all these people then all of a sudden the the waitress comes up and says yeah i think what happened is horrible and then it the camera goes up to her and she's the one that threw the dang match on the guy <laughs> yeah you figured there's some people in town who did it because they look like normal people but you weren't expecting that so yeah. that was a good reveal yeah right. And it just keeps rolling from there. That's another thing that's brilliant about this movie. This is 81. This is when you had... It was the year of the slasher. Everybody was making a slasher flick. And this thing is more stylized. Very well written. Very well made. Oh, yeah. But it's just as brutal as anything that came out. So I think you can definitely see the slasher influence with the kills being yeah. more bloody and more... I mean, there's one guy who gets acid pumped into him. Yeah. And so his whole face, like, bubbles up. And uh, there's somebody else who gets slashed across the face and the throat. Yeah. I mean, there's some good gore in here. Yeah, the old drunk guy, right? That talks yeah. about boats all the time. I've spent oh, yeah. my whole life on boats. He just he just keeps talking about boats. So it's like, somebody kill this guy. And then, uh, and then they did. <laughs> but you can tell... I think this is based off a novel, or at least I know yeah. there's a novelization of it. Right. Um, and you can tell this wasn't a slasher film, and it's not really. There's a mystery yeah. of why is this town killing people, and you do <laughs> – I guess we'll get to it. Yeah. But uh, there's, I like how it reveals things because at first you just think it's a kill-crazy town, but as it goes on, more and more stuff – starts to go wait that don't make sense right and the sheriff is the one you're taking the trip with and it yes. seems like everywhere he turns things just get a little weirder all the time uh he goes to the hospital because the screaming meatball is still alive they've got him in a hospital and come on if you talk about anything in this movie yeah it's the eyeball scene oh yeah i mean I, is yeah. wrapped like a mummy and the only thing is exposed is one eye and the blonde 
that you know approached him on the beach, just dressed like a nurse and comes in, and the panic on his face is unreal. And what's funny, it's not even a real dude. That whole thing's a puppet. Really? None of, the, none of those scenes are a person. It's all a puppet. Oh wow. Yeah. That, I didn't know that. That's that was damn good, but yeah. Stan Winston for you. Exactly. And man, she walks up with a syringe and a needle about, I don't know, six inches long and just bop right in the eyeball. And, and again, she's so happy about it. She's like, oh, yes. I'm glad to see you're still alive. Oh, don't worry. This will make you feel much better. And then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, it's uh, it's one of those things that you're surprised that people don't talk about it more. No, you know, but again, I just I feel like this movie just didn't get its share. I, it's it's one of those late bloomers. The ones that f- have found it really love it, and it's because of all these facts. And uh, another scene too, when uh, the the hitchhiker chance uh, the girl that gets picked up and and oh, yeah. beat her to stone her to death. And uh, what I like is the movie has the guts to, um, while they don't show it, it's pretty much. They wipe out a family. This family yeah. comes to town, and then everybody's all happy and nice and smiling. And, oh, we'll get you some gas. And, oh, you just want to go down that road there. And then next thing you know, the whole town's coming out to kill them. Oh, this is where you really get a turning point, too, because when the family's at the at the, at the the restaurant and they say they need gas, the guy that runs the gas station turns around, and it's the guy that was killed at the beginning, the eyeball dude. Yes. Who's this was the part? guy. He was yeah. burnt. Over 90% of his body, his face was so badly burnt that all he saw was the eyeball. Then he was stabbed through the eyeball and killed, and now he's sitting at the counter eating his dinner. And yeah. he looks totally normal. Yeah. So you're like, what the hell's going on? And then right. that's what I mean when I say the mystery just keeps building. So obviously it's not just a town full of crazy people. There's something else here. Right, right. And that's why it's so hard to talk about this one. And, and you know, I don't want to give the big reveal away of what's really going on because it kind of ruins the fact of you going and checking it for yourself. So I'm going to yeah. try my best to dance around it and Brian will slap me if, 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 if I go too far. <laughs> so you've got the sheriff trying to live a normal life in a small town. I, I can't help but think of uh, Roy Schneider and Jaws. It's it's almost the same type of character where he's he's an outcast. He he doesn't yeah. really feel like he belongs, and he doesn't understand why all this stuff is happening in this little town. And then you got Dobbs, who's the the coroner there, the guy that runs the mortuary and all that stuff. And Dobbs is the guy that was in Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory is the the grandfather that laid in bed all the time and got a golden ticket for sitting on his ass. <laughs> and uh he's a great character because you can tell he's totally he's strange i mean obviously in every movie ever made morticians are always weird because right. uh, they work with dead people i guess all the time so death doesn't bother him gore and horrible stuff don't bother him he's always listening to his classical music he's getting upset when people get closed casket funerals because he doesn't get a chance to work his art yeah so he's a good character everybody in this movie does really good work i think solid acting man and again it's just one of those things that you're not used to seeing yeah i did a little research on it as well and they talked about bringing back class 
coming from the Universal Monster movies into the Hammer stuff, and they just felt like that kind of got dropped along the way. And they were really trying to reintroduce that. It's such an odd time to do it, like I said, with all the slashers, because substance didn't really matter. I mean, no. you, you and I love all the crazy movies that have no substance, too. But you can recognize when somebody's put a real work of art together, too. Oh, yeah. I like how this movie has adults. Yeah, you know, most yeah. slashers were about killing high school kids or college kids or something like this. Here, there are some kids, there are some young people, but most of them are in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's just more, it's not a teeny bopper slasher flick. These are real people dealing with this strangeness of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And like I said, Sheriff is married to Melody Anderson. She's a school teacher, and he's rumbling through the house looking for some bullets, and he finds a book on witchcraft. She explains that, oh, I'm teaching it to my kids. <laughs> yeah, the dagger and the whole thing. Yeah, it's just for class, right? <laughs> They're bored. They're bored with what we're talking about. So, But yeah, man, and he actually goes up to talk to her and looks in the classroom, and yeah, sure enough, she's teaching the kids about voodoo. Another thing about this movie is you just it does a good job of showing you uh, you can't trust anyone or at the very least you don't know who to trust because right from yeah. the start there's shade being cast on his wife. Yeah, now she's right. you know she's very supportive, very loving, very taking care of you and all that. But people like in regards to that first guy who's all burnt up and then eventually stabbed in the eye, they're like, oh yeah, your wife saw him. And yeah, go talk to your wife about him. She knew him. Right. And she's like, oh, yeah, I just met him once. But then you find out what she tells her husband, the sheriff, isn't exact truth. So you're like, right. OK, what is she hiding and why is she hiding it? Because yeah. she wasn't on the beach with the crowd of people killing people. But just why is she hiding something from her husband? So right. he is very paranoid, very nervous, and he doesn't know who. To believe in this town he can't right. even believe his own wife and that's that's great yeah yeah and it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and well it even shows you know you were talking earlier about the family kind of gets wiped out i guess the idea is the kid bumped his face because that kid is just you know crying the whole time and like oh we need to get some ice for his swelling or something yeah but i like the idea that when they go in this house it is clear Nobody's lived in this house for a long time. Right. And there's dust and cobwebs everywhere. And they're still wandering around, hello, hello. But it's for <laughs> us, the audience, that's telling us one more thing about this town. Right. And, and also, if you ever get in this situation, you go in an old abandoned house and you know nobody's living there, and your wife says, Hey, go in the basement and check the fuses. Yeah. You say, <laughs> you say, No. 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 We're getting out of here. <laughs> Oh, uh, and tying back into the classroom, when his when the the sheriff's wife is teaching the class, she goes over to one person, talks about one of the kids, and tells them about the way that the owner of the zombies, the way that they kept ownership of them was to cut out their heart and to hide it. Yep. Yeah. And when he's telling that, it shows the kid she's talking to, and it's the little boy that was from this family. Mm-hmm. The whole family's been killed. So there you go. Even this family is somehow now part of this community. And we'll even have one scene 
and it's a great scene it's a great uh display of practical effects where somebody gets killed and then you see the mortician getting ready to fix the body for viewing and he does it and you see you know he scrapes the skin away and all that stuff it's real gory it's real you know not necessarily bloody because dead bodies don't bleed but it's gory and it shows that everything is fake it's basically just the skull and then they build everything else up with uh, clay and they do all these tricks to make it look alive right and then the mortician leaves and somebody else you don't see comes in kind of like waves their hand above and next thing you know the woman gets up yeah yeah. So you know, okay, obviously something's going on. <laughs> and the fact of you go through this transformation thing, it reminds me of the old like Lon Chaney kind of werewolf transformation for some parts. But then when she's almost completed and he takes that hook and hooks her eyelid and pulls her eyelid back and sticks the eyeball in there, mm-hmm. looks so freaking real, man. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, all right, wait a minute. Because I, I could tell earlier it was fake, but now that looks real. But what he's doing doesn't look real, or shouldn't be real. <laughs> so again, it's more more puppetry stuff. Stan Winston was really pushing the limits of using, you know, puppets is the word he oh, yeah, liked to use. So uh, it it really messes with your head because it looks so real that you forget, you know, wow, that that's got to be fake because you couldn't really do what he was doing there. So no. Uh, it's great work, man. It is fantastic work. Also, the the bum that gets hit out in the street by the sheriff, and it rips his arm off. Oh, yeah. And then the arm <laughs> is sticking on his grill, still doing this. <laughs> and it tries to grab the sheriff, and then and then the one-armed, you know, drunk guy jumps up and, like... Scrotty chops him, <laughs> and then grabs his arm and runs away. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it just adds to more confusion of what you're watching here. That wait a minute, we even separated body parts now. We're just acting like, hey, give me that back. You mm-hmm. know, another piece that we've kind of missed here is this whole de- debacle about this roll of film that his wife is wanting the sheriff to go and have developed, or. Yeah, she gets him to go drop it off at the drugstore. I guess, I guess that's, that's what you're Because it's so, it's so Mayberry. That's, this town is Mayberry, is what it is. I mean, all the music, all the clothing and everything makes you feel like you're in a different time. And they do a good job of kind of putting that stamp on it because it's hard for you to even really figure out what time frame this is supposed to be. Yeah. Even, even the technology they use are like... Could be 60s, could be 70s, could be maybe 80s in a small town. Uh, It all kind of blends together. But he sends his film off and tells the guy at the drugstore that don't let anybody else pick this film up but me because I want to see what's on it. And man. That's more misdirection uh, or maybe direction depending on how the movie goes. But it's, it's implying more about his wife. Because she's the one, hey, this is just some pictures that my students took and blah, blah, blah. But you do know there's a whole bunch of people going around killing people, and they're always taking photos. For some reason, there's always three or four people out there snapping pictures, taking film. So now she has this roll of film she needs developed. So he's like, huh. (laughs) Yeah. He finally gets the film. He comes back home, pulls out the old 
film projector. <laughs> Again, it, it's that fine line of where are we at time-wise. Throws the film on, starts watching it, and it's it's found footage, man. I mean, I, there's, yeah. there's another piece of this I forgot to mention, but this has a little tip of the hat of what we now consider popular, which is the found footage thing. So he's watching this footage. It's in black and white, handheld, and it's these people walking up to this old abandoned house, and he sees a couple in bed, and then all of a sudden, the girl's on the bottom, and, and you just see a knife come up and stab this guy in the back. And when the body rolls over, it's his wife. Yep. And that Whoa. was a great reveal. Because, oh. again, she's been nothing but perfect, nothing but sweet, yeah. you know, caring, supportive, the whole nine yards. She's a great teacher. She's a great, you know, wife. And now she just stabbed somebody. Yeah, and everyone's there once again. You get the whole town showing up, filming this. Yeah, they're all like celebrating and high fiving, and <laughs> I like how wonderfully evil they are because they take joy in doing what they do. It's not like oh, we got to do this or we're being forced to do it. No, they seem to have fun doing it. They're always smiling and stuff. When the family is in that house. And they get surrounded by the townsfolk. They keep opening doors. And you always got somebody on the other side of the door with a knife and a big old smile. So, you know, these crazy bastards are enjoying, you know, butchering people. And again, it's not just a little stab. Okay, there we go. No, they they smash people's faces open. They they burn people. They use acid. It's like they're out to hurt people. Yeah, (laughs) they killed they killed the doctor, which that guy played Paul Burmaster in, in Kentucky Fried Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, every time I saw him, it's like, hey, that's Paul Burmaster from High Adventure. But, uh, yeah, man, they're just celebrating all this stuff. And, and you're trying to figure it out again, just like you were saying, because at one point you're thinking, well, they're just enjoying this maniacal thing they're doing. But you can almost say they're enjoying it because they're growing their population. They're creating more people for their town yeah they're only doing it to outsiders they're not doing it to each other so if you happen to come to this town (laughs) yeah your number's up that's right yeah that's for sure uh it's hard to get into much more detail past this yeah it really starts getting into the reveal but folks i'm just gonna say if you have not seen this movie you need to track it down immediately and oh, yeah. watch it. I, I don't think I don't see how a horror fan of any kind can't come out of that going, "Wow, that was pretty dang awesome." Yeah, it keeps you guessing. It has a good supernatural element. It has good slasher elements. It has good kills. It has good characters. I mean, this movie it does pretty much everything, and it does it well. Let's just say that M. Night Shyamalan wishes yeah. he could have a twist at the end like this. And that's what's <laughs> great, because it has the one twist towards the end a little bit where you see the wife. And then yeah. there's something else waiting for you at the very end, which right. is really cool. Yeah. So I, I don't know what else to say about it without giving it away, but I, I've just I've always been a fan of this movie. And it's one of those deals, man. You walk in the video store. You went for the cool artwork. You oh, take yeah. it home. It, you know, does it does it match what's on the cover? 
not really because it's so vague, but it's so yeah. intriguing. But man, it delivers on such a different level. Oh and, yeah, it's very atmospheric. There's yeah. a wonderful sense of weirdness. That whole "what the hell's going on?" Um, this is really much a. I, I would call it a hidden gem. I think Absolutely. it's still hidden today. Uh, now, I think for anyone watching who has Shutter, you can find it on that. Hmm. So it's widely available there. Other than that, um, I know it's on DVD or Blu-ray. Uh, I highly recommend it. Absolutely. So there you go. I, I, I don't know how, I mean, you can hear my opinion of it, but if Brian Sammons is telling you that, that he highly recommends it, it don't get much better than that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're going to stop right there. Man, I sure appreciate you coming on. This has been a blast. I always get a lot more out of movies and stuff when I hang out with you and get to hear you talk about them. And also when I'm listening and I'm talking back to you in the car when I'm listening to y'all's show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, tell everybody where they can find your show at, man. Oh, well, we are on Horror in the House of Salmons, which you can find on Anchor. Yeah. And pretty much you can find it on anywhere that there's podcasts. Uh, it's me and my wife, Jamie. She's been doing this podcast thing much longer than I have been. <laughs> and uh, we just we talk about movies that are hidden gems. We talk about a personal collection. And then we usually have a discussion in there, answer some questions and all that. It's just it's a good time and we get to spend it together, which is awesome. Absolutely. And what about some of your recent stuff you've put out literature-wise? Oh, <laughs> I do have an anthology that I edited. Uh, it's called Tales of Arkham Sanitarium. It's coming out yeah. through Dark Regions Press. Uh, it should be releasing soon-ish. As far as my writing, my stories, I just had one published in an anthology, somebody else's book, called mm -hmm. Let the World Drowned. It's all based on seafaring ocean horror, and my story in it is called Father's Day. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't like the uh, the Lovecraftian stuff at all, I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, folks, again, thanks for checking us out. Brian, thanks for being a champ and coming in here and, and uh, hanging out with me and talking about this awesome movie happy to do so and thanks again all right folks we will check you later <laughs>